Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. I'm so excited, you guys. I have a story for you that I have been wanting to tell uh, for a few months now. And this is one of those stories that I promise is going to have you feeling so inspired and have you feeling that you can do the impossible. You really can. And so I'm so excited today. I'm sitting down with my dear friend and client, Pam, and she is going to walk us through a journey of going through really um, navigating a lot of unknowns and a lot of perceptions and ultimately uh, a lot of fear to achieve the outcome that she wanted. And this is really uh, focused in the name of health. But as you will see through us talking about her journey, that this is of course, multifaceted, multi-layered, and any health journey uh, that you face is going to be a spiritual one as well. So thank you so much, Pam, for being brave and sharing your story with us today. Welcome. Thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity to share uh, what I have learned. And I know that's, you know, looking back, that's something that you and I talked about is, you know, just imagine yourself telling the story with me one day in the podcast. And here we are sharing the good news. Yes. I just, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know when. Yeah. Yeah. That when is such a big thing. So, okay. Let's get everybody on the same page of what this is about. So this is a, a conversation about HPV and I decided that I'm not going to get into the allopathic mindset about HPV. That's not really relevant to uh, the purpose of this podcast, but let me just simplify it and say that when a woman is diagnosed with HPV, there's not really uh, any guidance, uh, especially in the name of healing that one is given. There are opportunity or there are not opportunities. There are, um, really invasive procedures that are presented. Um, but, and there's a lot of fear that is given, but there's not a conversation around healing. It's kind of this thing that doesn't exist in the allopathic world. And what we know is that this is ultimately the body's ask for help. No matter what is going on, no matter what imbalance there is, no matter how big the alarms are going off, we have to bring balance. So Pam, take us back to the beginning of 2023 and let's kick it off with your word of the year. (laughs) Well, my word of the year was health. Um, And then there was many times that I wanted to change the word because I didn't really want to have that be my main 
focus because I was scared and in fear of the word. But every time I tried to change it, it came back to health. And so I'm like, okay, I'll do health. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure this HPSB stuff out and go from there. (laughs) (laughs) So I tried to quit it and it wouldn't let me. Isn't that amazing? I'm sure many of you can relate to that when you're holding your word and you're saying, oh dear, what's the flip side of this word? And for Pam, you know, going into health, I mean, she's been working on her health now for years, but she knew uh, subconsciously, she knew that this was going to stretch her beyond any former comfort zone that she was in. And certainly that was the case. And so we have this word that we're like, okay, we're going to do this and walk me through Um, some of these early decisions that you were faced with. Okay. Well, um, upon my original diagnosis of HPV, it was basically, you need to have a hysterectomy. We need to have surgery. There was no other options. And so when I went and had this conversation with my longtime OBGYN, which him and I are also friends of 30 years, He didn't like that I wasn't going to follow his guidance and have a hysterectomy. And because I knew when you and I were talking, Tanya, I knew that there was another path to healing this. It wasn't going straight to surgery. Um, And so that really was, I felt it in my heart. I felt it in my soul. And I felt that if I have the HPV, I want to address it where it's at instead of trying to take it out. And then it will, if you don't get hundred percent of it, it will travel to another part of your body. And I'm like, I want to take care of it now. Why it's in a place where I can take care of it versus trying to chase it down. And so my OBGYN fired me and sent me a certified letter with pages and pages and pages of, you know, how wrong I was. And that led me onto the journey. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is in those conversations that you had early on with your OBGYN, again, like you said, this is a friend, this is somebody that you really, uh, and you still do, right. You value this person's opinion and they, their opinion carried a lot of weight. And so it took a lot of bravery for you to even say, this isn't for me. Um, and, and I think the point that I really want you to paint is that you were faced with a lot of fear mongering and you were told if you don't do this, what would happen? Very much so. It was, um, it, yeah. So he went through it changes in the cancer. Like, are you sure this is a death sentence? If you get the cancer, I mean, it was very much fear-based, but I realized it was from him, the doctor, because we were friends and are friends still, yeah. um, but that was his truth. And that's what he knew. Yeah. And then I realized what my truth was. And my truth was that I would have to go a different avenue. So I still had the letter that he sent me and I never opened it. Yeah. I love that so much. You know, it's, it's, you know, she gets this certified mail and she looks at it. She knows it's a breakup letter and she's like, I'm not even going to give it, uh, my attention. I'm not going to give it my energy. So you're faced with this ultimatum. You mm-hmm. need to have surgery. And, mm-hmm. and you and I have been talking and, and, you know, both 
you know, obviously you guys, I have a lot of love for the uterus and I have a lot of love for the female body. And so this knee jerk reaction to remove body parts without informed consent, it doesn't fly so well by me. And so you and I had extensive conversations about why we need our uterus, what this means to, uh, to just try to eradicate something without actually getting to the root cause of the imbalances. And also we talked a lot about what's on the other side of this journey. If we were to face it full on in the unknown and who could you be on the other side of this? And that's really what we decided, you know, ultimately you're deciding like, this is what I want to do. And I love that you brought up, you know, that this was his truth, Mm -hmm. but you had another truth. And this was something that you shared on the last vitalized call is one of the biggest lessons for you in 2023 was that two truths can coexist. Yes, I still believe that. And it's been a big lesson for me. Yeah, it's huge. Because instead of you trying to persuade him and instead of allowing him to persuade you, it was just like, I'm opting out of this paradigm and I'm going to find a different way. And that's what you did. And so, you know, you know, Pam's coming to me. She was also working with another practitioner. And I said to her, look, this is not my area of expertise, But I got this email from this woman who I do not know. I don't even know how I got on her email list, but I've been following her for a while. And she claims to have a hundred percent success rate on healing HPV. And I sent that to you. Yes. And you took it and ran with it. So tell me what happened next. Yeah. So actually I got on, she had a um, Zoom, you know, four day, you know, review every evening. This is what we're, you know, this is what it's about, an educational piece. And then the option to work with her on her protocol. And I decided, I said, yep, this was in alignment with me. I knew I needed, um, because I had tried some other things along. So it wasn't like I just jumped into her. I was trying other protocols along the way, but they were not um, giving me any um, relief. They were, it was actually getting worse. So I really knew I needed like this all-in approach. Yeah. When we in when I listened to this podcast, it resonated with me. I had a one-on-one call with her; it resonated with me, and I said, "This is the way. If I'm going to heal, this is my path." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. It wasn't like you were doing nothing. Like I said, Pam has been on this health journey for quite some time. She has cleansed in the past. She's been on multiple different protocols, but this was really, we, we really wanted somebody to target this work. And that's where, uh, Dr. Donnie Wilson, um, she's based out, is she based out of New Jersey? Yes. Based out of New Jersey. Um, she, you know, her whole, uh, platform is on HPV. And certainly, uh, Pam's case was a more difficult one as we'll dive into, but, you know, it was really amazing to have that partnership where she really was able to lean on somebody who specialized in this realm and also uh, from a naturopathic lens. So she was really looking into all layers of Pam's journey from not just a physical plane, but also spiritual and emotional. So tell us some of the things that, uh, tell, tell us how your life changed when you were uh, really facing this feeling that things were quote unquote getting worse and 
feeling like you had to make progress fast, show some progress, like talk about your lifestyle changes that you had to embrace, the mindset stuff, just kind of like paint the picture of your life. So yes, so I decided to do her protocol, which was um, a very intense protocol. It, it was a diet change. It was supplemental change because she has a lot of supplements that go along with healing the HPV. So I did her, I figured if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all. So I was all in, 100% in. And then I actually, she does some of these e-treatments, which are um, where you actually have to go into your uterus and actually apply some um, protocol directly physically onto the uterus. So I not only had to do um, change what I was eating, I also had to go in for these um, <clears throat> these other procedures. Then I also, um, yeah, so I just, it, it was very intense. And so it was a 10, like a, a 10, the protocol was 10 times. And so you could do it anywhere from three to, to 10 days apart. But you know me, I was like, okay, we'll just go every three days and then we'll get this protocol done and we'll clear it up. So every time you would finish, complete a protocol, you then would go back to my OBGYN and then have another um, pap smear and just kind of see how we're moving it. But um, so it was, I was all in, I was out of no sugar, no caffeine. No, I mean, I was eating whole, which is the way I needed to eat anyways. Um, and along the path, I lost 35 pounds. <laughs> so that was a side effect, but, uh, um, but it was, a, it was, it, I was all in. Yeah. So when these e-treatments, they were targeting the cervix, Yes. Right? The yes. cervix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I clarified that for people. We're in the name of saving the uterus. We were targeting the yes. cervix. And um, so this is obviously something that I had never worked with personally, but also I had the privilege of learning uh, through you of like, okay, what are you guys doing next? And so there was, it was very comprehensive. It was very well thought out. It was not only addressing her terrain, uh, addressing her glandular health, also making lifestyle changes. Like she said, you know, she went from, you know, just completely changed, even though she, she knew this was the way that she needed to get, you know, back to health. Um, it was more of a drastic approach, right? It was like, boom, like, we're not going to touch any of this right now We're while we're in healing. And so she went through all that. And then when you were meeting, like, it wasn't like you got fired from your OGBYN and then found your dream practitioner. It That's not how it happened. Like, so you had to have an OBGYN locally that you were working with in, in addition to your work with Dr. Donnie and your work to me, you had to have that, that medical practitioner to run these different labs. How did, how did you find somebody and what was that process like? That was just as interesting as the rest. So I was looking within the our community. I was referred to another OBGYN in Battle Creek. So I would I, I drove to a different OBGYN. They said that they were, um, uh, it was a nurse practitioner that was actually studying to be a naturopathic doctor. Um, so I went to her and um, she could do the exam, but she couldn't do the pap smear. So she referred me to somebody within her office. 
and, and was told that this person was, you know, like, you know, open, um, but come to find out they were not. So when the pap smears would come back and it was, you know, a, a, another level, a, a higher level, which meant it was getting, wasn't getting any better. It's actually getting worse. There's different levels. So it was increasingly getting worse. That's when she's like, I don't care what you're doing. You know, the fear factor came in and I just would, I just would walk out of there. Um, I then ended up doing another round of 10 treatments. And, um, and then I came back and that OBGYN was horrible. And she was very, very aggressive on my uh, cervix. And I was like, this isn't the place for me. And so I went to another OBGYN and all of them were like, it didn't matter. It, it didn't matter what I wanted. It was what they had learned and what they were going to tell me. And each of them was the worst case scenario. And if you don't take care of this, you will die. You will get cancer. You will. I mean, and, and I told nobody because I didn't want anybody else's opinion. I didn't want um, negativity. I didn't want, you know, I knew what the risks were, but I also knew I was capable of healing and I wanted to heal this way because I knew this was the right way to heal for me. Yeah. So it took me a couple other OBGYNs. I went to another one north and she went right in and I had to do the one that went up into uterus. I don't know. So it was like, you had to do this exam now. And it was very painful. I can't remember which one that one was. I had to switch, I think three times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember I referred you to, you know, someone that I thought would be, was very holistic. Um, She was the practitioner that I used uh, for Bryce's birth. And at that time, you know, she was far more natural than what you experienced. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was not what I was expecting, you know, for you to endure. And so this is very challenging, you guys, when you are looking to, you know, we talk about this a lot inside of Fiercely Empowered Mama about you're in charge of who you allow around your table, right? And so if you're at the head of your healthcare table, which is the role that Pam was assuming, it's like she's working to hand select people. And at this point, she did uh, require uh, to have that medical hand at her table to be running those certain labs that she wanted to, to look at and report back to Dr. Donnie and do all that. And of course, she could have worked with Dr. Donnie directly, but that would be a flight away. And so she's looking for somebody local. And I mean, just so many times, I think it was more than three. I just feel like it was like, (laughs) that one's not going to work. That one's not going to work. That one's not going to work. And we honestly, I remember early on, I was like, I don't even know if I trust them to tell us the truth if we are healing because they're so adamant that you're not going to heal. Like, no, thank you. Like, let's get out of here. Um, this was, this was so challenging because this fear, even though Pam knew her truth, you guys, we know how powerful it is to have allopathic fear be thrown in our face, especially when uh, the C word is at play or you're going to die is at play. Like these are straight up mind Fs. And Pam would have to work through this every single time. And it was so genius because, you know, here Pam has done some amazing work with Dr. Joe Dispenza. She's gone on, how many retreats have you gone on? Two, three? Five. Five. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
She's gone on a lot. Um, and if you guys don't know Dr. Joe's work, it's incredible, profound, amazing. I mean, he is absolutely a leader in helping uh, people really uh, connect the thought body connection, like really um, allowing them to become what is his book supernatural right like yeah. tapping into your mind's ability to heal your body using your mind to heal yourself and meditation is obviously a huge part of that and so you know Pam's doing this and so I'm not thinking that she needs you know the vitalized container anymore she's doing this work her vitalized time is up and she's like oh no I need to be immersed in these conversations because I know myself. And even though, yes, I have these tools, I am walking a very thin line where it's easy for me to forget. As easy as it is for me to remember, it's as easy for me to forget. And so, so much of our calls that we had in Vitalize throughout the year uh, were about your fear. And it was so amazing to me that you allowed yourself to be continuously vulnerable that this was here in the room, that the fear was in the room. Because even though you knew in your heart what the outcome would be, the fear was there. Talk to us about that fear, like how it would wake you up at night, like how it would always be right there and you and how you would work through it on a daily basis. That is exactly true. I didn't, when I chose the word health, I just thought, okay, I'll go in and get it cleared up. I had no idea what it meant. It was unbelievable. It was far more than I thought, but the fear I think was the hardest and it was the most mind um, altering that I would have to get a grasp on. And so I would just try my different techniques and, you know, I would get up and like, and usually um, it would happen at three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. And then my mind would just go crazy. I don't want to be without my kids. Like, am I making the right decision? But every single time I came back and I said, I'm making the right decision. I know I'm making the right decision. But that fear, that doubt would creep in. And because I knew my whole life that that's what I always did. And so I had to clear that up. And so between going in and using my tools with tapping and taking my shoes off and walking outside in the grass, standing there, getting regrounded, meditations every single time just to get my mind out of that space. Um, and each time I would find myself, like one time I was in the middle of a winter snowstorm last, last year. And I was outside for like an hour walking around. I did have boots on, but I started taking pictures and I have the most gorgeous pictures of that night. Um, and then I also did snow angels in the ground. Mm. And my, my kids woke up and go, who's else? Who's doing snowy? Who was doing snow angels? And they saw my snow angels. But I just had to go back to my tools. And then that empowered me even more because it could settle down my mind. Um, but I'll tell you what. Every time along the road, that fear was always with me. It was up to me and what I wanted that fear to do to me. Yeah. I think that's a really important note because so often we feel like we're doing something wrong if the fear is still there. It's like, I must be doing something wrong because I cannot shake this fear. And it's like, the fear was there the whole time and you showed up to what you wanted every single day. You let you leaned into what you wanted versus 
not what you didn't want, right? Because Correct. it's like when we give our power to fear, it's like we're focusing on what we don't want to happen. Literally, we're just, okay, fear, tell me how bad it's going to be and how crazy I am. And, um, you know, all those medical providers were probably right. And, you know, all these things. And you would have fear in the room, but you would be like, that's, that's not the truth. That's, that's not the truth at all. I get why you're here fear because we are doing something we have never done before. And we are taking radical responsibility for our health in such profound ways. And we are paving a road that does not exist. So I get why you're there and I'm doing it anyway. And that was what was so miraculous about your story is like you were, you had the space and you had the wisdom to talk about the fear and continuing to work through it, continuing to work through those layers of it. You know, and the thing is with Pam's story, it's like we had the HPV in the room, but that wasn't the only thing that health brought. (laughs) Um, Health was like, let's go. If we're going to go, we're going to go. And so talk to us about what else you went through um, in the name of health in 2023. Yeah. So then I went in because um to the dentist and I was having some issues with one of my root canals. And so when I talked to them, they then sent me to a specialist and I had found out that two of the three of my root canals were infected to the bone and you could see the cheese like, you know, on my bone. So they're like, you know, we need to get these taken out. And so I was like, Oh, wow. Um, I'm like, okay, I'll go ahead and do that. So in June, I had three of my root canals removed. Um, one is the front tooth, and the two other were on each side were the molders, which are what you chew in. But I had those taken out. A couple days went by, two or three days went by, everything was going fine. And then all of a sudden, my body started rejecting the stitches. And the um, because they had to take out bone, they had to pack it so that it would help um the bone heal and be in place of the bone. So I end up having four procedures on my upper left and three on my lower uh, right. And um, which then they put you on an antibiotic, which I didn't want to do, but given the severity and with the, with the, you know, that was the choice that we, we went to go. Mm-hmm. So I was on one round of antibiotics and then it did not clear up the infection. They felt there was going to be an infection because of some complications I had. So he put me on another round of antibiotics, which then brought me to C. diff. And C. diff, if you don't know what that is, it is diarrhea. I had diarrhea for four months. And of course, they then wanted to put me on another antibiotic. And I said, no, I'm done. I can clear this. I worked with Tanya. I was like, we can clear this. And again, that wasn't easy either. (laughs) Yeah, I will say that one of the things that was challenging for me with working for with you is that, you know, I'm like you, right? It's like I want it, I want it to be done yesterday, if not sooner. And so when we we knew that we did not know what the HPV journey would be like. We did not know what that, how many months, how many, you know, who knows. And then we bring in this 
realization, right, that we have these major significant infections in the mouth, which of course, you guys, when we have these lingering infections in the mouth, they are absolutely going to have an impact on every other aspect of our body, and they're going to slow down healing. And so this was identified as like an obstacle in Pam's way, right? Like we're trying to balance the body, but we are literally being poisoned simultaneously. Like we have to get this out. And so she worked with a specialist who is holistic, is very thorough in his work, um, very mindful of, you know, cavitations and removing all the infection and, and doing things in according to best practices to date, uh, which is an evolving conversation. Um, and, you know, obviously she had some setbacks with, with that healing as well, which was unpredicted. And then we throw in the antibiotics, which, you know, again, that was a decision that was made eyes wide open, um, and working to protect her simultaneously, but still boom, you know, her body, it leverages this as a purging opportunity and just went into this full purge mode. And again, something like C. diff doesn't scare me at all. But then when we have it lingering, it's this is all testing me too of like, okay, at what point um, do we need to have additional interventions, right? At what point do we need to add other things in? And, you know, it was just all this beautiful uh, looking back. We can say it's beautiful, right? Beautiful stretching container of, uh, the body does know what's best. And we have to, a lot of times, drop our own timelines of when we want things to be done. And I know, Pam, this was something for you. It's like, you didn't know when you signed up with the word of health that you would literally be working through this the entire year of 2023. I mean, I think, you know, 11 months, you know, was hard for yeah. uh, working on this. Like, you had no idea that it would take you that. And I also know you and through our conversations, like looking back, you, you wouldn't change anything because everything really led to the next thing. Co correct. And that's why I'm so grateful of my journey. Although I, I had no clue. And if I had any clue, I wouldn't have signed up. I would have said no way. So I'm <laughs> glad I didn't know because it was very scary. So each time it was just another layer added. And I also had to let you know, I'm a type one diabetic. Yeah. So I'm also trying to work with my insulin levels. I'm trying to work with my, I mean, there was so much that I had to work on all the time. Yes. Constantly. And um, but there was no turning back at any time. There was no turning back. And I'm like, I'm not going to quit. I would, amongst my meditations and, and I would, my times when my, my fear was there, I would be seeing myself healthy. I would be seeing my uterus. I'd be loving on my uterus. I'd be like, I can't wait to tell this story because my journey, although it took 11 months, the next sister, the next mom, it's not going to take that long because someone's done the journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, because I, I went in, I had no idea on the journey. Like I would walk with anybody along this journey because your time's going to be far less than what mine was. Mm -hmm. uh, but I knew along the way as well that each step, like with the, the um, root canals having to come out, like I knew that was another step to my healing. Again, I didn't know I was then going to end in everything else, but, um, and just to kind of give you an idea. So when the C. diff wasn't, um, getting better, my GI doctor sent me to infectious disease, said, I'm done. And she, all she did was 
giving antibiotics. And, and I was like, you know, so once I didn't get better, she then got rid of me. And then I went to an infectious doctor. So now all of a sudden I'm like, I'm at an infectious doctor. They don't know what's going on. Like, I mean, there we go. And you just can't get into an infectious doctor. You, you have to wait, you have to call around. I was very fortunate. And let me tell you that infectious doctor was the best one I could have ever found. She was a female walked in. She was totally on board and she goes, there's nothing wrong here. She goes, I don't know why you referred to me, but you're fine. Just go back, keep doing what you're doing. And that's what I did. So I did find a infectious doctor that was, um, very much on my, you know, on my way of thinking. And then, but along the way I had to like, here we go. It's, it's the teeth, it's the infectious doctor. It's, you know, and it wasn't one e-treatment. It wasn't two e-treatments. It was three rounds of e-treatment. So finally in the end or towards the end, or once I was in the middle of all this, I had to let go of my timeline. I had to say when my body is done healing, when my body is ready, I just have to let go of my timeline. And that was a big aha moment for me because my timeline was one round of e-treatments and I was going to be fine. Yeah. That was my timeline. Like we're good. It one round went to two rounds, went to three root canals being removed, went to C. diff. <laughs> yeah. And each time, and, and, and I would see myself, I would see the pap smear coming back negative. I then would also see myself having a conversation with my dear friend, my OBGYN, and giving him the, the results and saying it can be done. Has that happened yet? Um, no, we're supposed to meet next week. That is so exciting to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's, that's really uh, some clean energy there right? Mm -hmm. there, there's no holding. You were able to know in that moment that his escalated fear approach was his care for you. Yes, And that you guys is going to be part of anyone's story who is going against the grain. There's going to be someone that loves you so much. That's going to be so afraid of the choices that you're making because it is not their familiar. And to them, it's like, you know, it's, it, it's like hocus pocus stuff, right? Like that doesn't work. That's impossible. There's only one way through this and that's to take out your uterus and do a hysterectomy and whatever, whatever, whatever is the case, right? And so a lot of times early on with HPV, it's like, we'll just wait, you know, we'll just wait and see what happens. You're not, there's no conversation about the healing path because they do not know of a healing path, right? And this, the healing path for each person is going to be a little bit different. But what Pam's saying is like where this can be a shortcut is that there was some really key things that were part of her treatment that helped pave her path, right? That gave her this miraculous outcome. The outcome that she was told was impossible to achieve. She did that. She literally did the impossible. And she did this while walking with uh, in, in the mud of fear, right? Literally in the mud of fear sloshing through it, kept moving forward, even though it was heavy, even though it was thick, it was like, I'm going to continue forward. And I know that Pam, as you were doing this, it's like, it's not like the fear, like the fear was there, but right. It's like, sometimes the fear was easier to walk through. Sometimes yes. the fear was like water, yes. right. It was yes. easier to walk through. It was always there. But then other times it was like sludge and other times it was like quicksand, you know, yes. it was like, it's these, yes. every single day presented a different level of what it would take of you 
to move through this. And so that's where I go back to. It's like, yes, this was a health journey, but my gosh, Pam, please tell me you learned something about yourself on this journey too, right? Like Uh that part's inevitable. Like talk to me about who you became in this process. Um, yeah, I really came out of it on top and, and just, I have a different level of believing in myself. I also learned to reach out and ask for help. Like there was sometimes my fear was so great. I always had the analogy of my nose was barely above the mud and I was just like, just trying to survive. And I would ask for a hug. I would go to my girlfriend's house and her husband and her would we sit on the couch and just hug each other. It's like, so I learned to reach out for the support that I needed in the time that I needed. Mm. And, and it was okay. And that, and I surrounded myself with those that wanted, that knew my journey and that would support me in my journey when I was down. Okay. And so that was really important, but each step, um, I learned more about myself. I learned that I could overcome in the next day. Like it was, you know, it was just sludge. It wasn't drowning, you know, and, you know, and that, that I knew that I had to reach and it was up to me. The end of all of this is like, it all came down to me. No one else could do this for me. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to sit there and say, well, I'll go on this protocol and I'll just do this. Just tell me what to do. I finally realized it came down to me and I had to look at myself and I had to be with myself and I had to sit with myself and I had to talk to myself and I had to tell myself it was going to be okay. And I had to love on myself, do all of that. And um, I'm in a really good spot now. I love that you brought that up. I've been thinking about what you just said a lot lately. I've been contemplating that thought because I think the easiest part of any transformation journey, right, is, and it may not be easy in the moment, but in hindsight, the easy part is the decision. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you decided to heal this, which again, maybe in hindsight, or maybe initially it wasn't easy, but then making the transaction, right, there was a, a you know, when it comes to doing things naturally, um, we don't have this covered by insurance. You know, this is a lot of -of out-of-pocket expenses. And so there was a lot of stretching that you had um, from a money lens too. You know, you really had to anchor in the truth that you would be supported through this because again, you are going into the unknown. You don't know how much this is going to cost when it's all said and done, but I never heard you complain about it. I never heard you whine about it. I never heard you say this is too expensive. I mean, it stretched you. It wasn't like you had this overflow that you could just throw at it, but you knew that you would be supported and you were. And I think that was a really powerful thing that we can come back to, but I want to tighten up with this, that you know, we, we have this initial of like making the decision to do it, paying the person, right? And we feel like those are the hard decisions, but the hardest decision is actually doing the work. And it's not something that you can, like you said, no one can do it for you. I couldn't do those e-treatments for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, meaning like, I can't do that to my, to my body and have that impact your body. I can't be in your head 24 seven, navigating your thoughts and saying, Oh, you, this thought needs to go over here. And this thought needs to go over here. Like you have to do that. I can't control what's going to go on your plate every single day. You know, there's so many things like of the actual work, 
this is where it comes down to our strength of character and really checking in with ourselves every single day and, and, and going for it every single day because nobody can do that for us. The deciding to do it and the actual like paying somebody to help you are so easy in comparison to living it, you know, to, to paving the path. Because like you said, it's like, I wasn't on speed dial with you. No. You didn't have people no. on speed. I mean, you had no. beautiful containers, but it wasn't like 20. We weren't there at 3 a.m. We weren't no. there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that was the hardest part and the unknown part. Um, but the part that I just finally had to settle in with and say, let go of the timeline. My body knows what's going on. I was trying to be in gratitude. I would try and find something I was in gratitude for. And like there's in my, a lot of my gratitude was like, this is a big lesson and I can't wait to share it with other women mm-hmm. and other sisters is like, um, like this can be done. Um, like this is possible. You can uh, make a decision and make it through. Um, yeah. So I just, um, I, I, once I kicked in and said, no one else can do this for me that I'm the one who has to get up and do the tapping. I'm the one who has to get up and walk. I have to figure out what my body needs. I have to figure out how to settle my own body down. Um, That's was pretty big and and just living in gratitude, even if if I could just find something and I always could find something to be gratitude for. That was a lot around the money um, because it was extremely expensive to do these treatments and to have my teeth and root canals and, a very expensive route to go. And this was not on my plate. Um, and the last time I had a um, health um, issue, it, it it took all my money and then some. And so I had that fear um, and I made it through on the other side. But I didn't have you at that time, Tanya. I wasn't working with you on my other health crisis that I had in 2015. So, um, but I knew that I didn't have, I, I knew I wasn't going to go down that road, road that with, with money this time. I knew that I was taken care of. I didn't know how it was going to come up, but I just knew that this was the path. Yeah. But to let go of the fear of money as well, um, had to work on that as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> every time you turned around, it was just, you know. Yeah. Not an easy path. It's not an easy path. And, and I think that so many people decide to do the allopathic treatment because of money. Yeah. Well, first of all, because of fear, because of pressure, because you feel like you're backed in a corner and, and because you don't know how the other path is going to work. And I think when you surrender that you never are going to know how, right? You're never going to know that. All you're going to know is that one step. And so when Pam made the decision to do this naturally, it opened up the next step and then the next step and the next step and the next step. And we we couldn't have written the story because there's so many pieces that were like, didn't see that coming, didn't see that coming. But we also would be in awe of how things came to be. And it's not like it was free. It wasn't free. She didn't get this free ride of like, okay, you know what I mean? She, she was willing to stretch herself because she knew that each decision was in alignment to where she wanted to go. And when you are moving from a place of making aligned choices to where you want to go, which for Pam was to have a miracle, you will be supported. You will be supported. And and if she would have made that decision to have the hysterectomy, 
and just be done with this, she would have missed out on healing. She would have missed out on what it feels like to create and be part of your own miracle making process. She would have missed out on the spiritual stretching that she encountered. She would have missed out on all the ways that God was saying, I'm supporting you. I'm cheering for you. Keep going. All of those signposts that you had on this path. I mean, it was tremendous. There was so much beauty in this evolution of this story, even though it was hard, even though there was also fear, even though there was so much unknown, even though there was so much uncertainty, you kept taking one step after another. And that was the only way that you are here today saying it's possible. Yeah. And I, and I do have to tell you that the more steps I had to take and the more um, calling out to my angels and doing those things. And I, I would then get to the point where like, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Like I was getting to the point, like, I don't know how this is going to end, but I know it's going to be the right way. And so I would always, it was, it, it was, um, I knew it was going to end correctly. And so I was like, I just know how it's going to go. I don't know. I, this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the journey. Yeah. I didn't know. So you just kind of got that way. And it's like, you have no idea. You just kind of go, you learn, you meet new people. It was, um, you know, you found out, you know, I found out that I could, I could survive and I didn't have to, you know, live in fear and, and live in gratitude. So it was, it almost got to the point where, especially towards the end, and I think that's where the final cure came in, was I just let go of everything. And I said, when it's ready, it's ready. I'm here. But along the way, I always had stops. So not stops, but like reassessment. So after the first round of 10, here's the reassessment. Okay, what are we going to do from here? So it was never from one to 10. It was always one, here's the first round. Okay, didn't go where we wanted to go. There's a little bit of improvement. We're not sure. Round one to two went better. You know, so each time there was like, okay, we would assess at that time and then make our next move. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you literally had to be there for the ride. And yes. that's, I think, again, so many people put so much pressure on natural health to to figure it out now you know, yes. to figure it out and, or they want a uh, proof that it's going yes. to work. And I, and I will say that, you know, with, with Dr. Donnie's repetition or repetition, rep, reputation rather, um, she did have a lot of proof, you know, she did come with a lot of evidence of like this treatment plan works, uh, which was really amazing for you to be able to plug into, but your treatment plan did not go according to that plan, right? Like this was kind of the thing of like, okay, well, for most people, we are here by now, but we're not here yet. And so yeah. she was getting a little, a little wobbly there for a minute. And you had to be like, nope, the, I believe in us. We're going to do another treatment. Like I, we got this, you know? Right. She, yes. So again, I am one of those <laughs> one in a million. Thank you. Um, and she did not, she's never had anyone do three rounds of the E treatments, but she's also honing in her protocol as well. She yeah. did add, so she's always trying to go to the next level and trying to find something new. So she actually did introduce during my third round of the E treatments, a new suppository that in Europe has proven to help. So she included that, that hat, that I also included. So she's also always changing as well. Yeah. And then, and then she loves my story too, because 
I, most people, if they don't get their answer in the first round, they're ready to go back. Yeah. And they're ready to call it quits. And so she was with me because I wasn't ready to call it quits. But I also worked with her and said, at any point you think I was always open to what my journey was going to be. I never predicted that it would not end in um, a hysterectomy. I always left it open that we would take one step and the next step. And um, I, I knew I didn't want to go down that route, but if it came down to it for my health, then I would. But I knew that if I had to make that decision to have some sort of surgery, that I knew I did everything in my power before I had to get to that point. And I was okay with that. And I didn't need to do it, but that was all part of the process as well. It was, it was never like, it's never going to happen. It's like, okay, that's an option. But every time I would choose a different, I would still stay on my path. And that option was still always off to the side. It just, just never needed to use it. Yeah. I think that's a really great perspective because, you know, you weren't saying you weren't completely taken off the table. It was there. And I think the other, you know, and and I have pros and cons of that, right? Like mm-hmm. there's one part of me that's like, just remove it off the table, right? Like why have a backup plan? You know, that's also a mindset technique, but for you and what felt good to you, which is most important because we are working with how we feel, it felt good to you to have that still there. And with that option on the table, I think a really defining factor here is that it wasn't you, you're not the type of person, like, let's say you did two rounds of the e-treatments, right? Which you guys remember, that's the the topical, the actual topical administering of various things to the cervix. In addition to all the other things that she's doing at this point, like that's just one aspect of all the dietary stuff, the supplement stuff, um, suppositories, suppositories. Yeah. All these other things that's going on that she's doing. Um, You're not the type of person who would be like, what a waste of money. No, no. Why, why? Because you knew that it was still working. It was, things were changing. Even Correct. if the lab reports were not perfect, you knew that the terrain was shifting. You could feel yourself getting stronger even when you yes. felt weak. Yes. And I think that's really, really powerful differentiation between somebody who's like, well, I tried that and that didn't work for me. It's like, you're like, no, I'm all in and I'm going to, yes. I'm going to walk away wiser, healthier, no matter what. Yes. Yeah. And I, even though I had the surgery, I never felt it was for me. I just never said no to it. I just never knew that I was going to need it. So um, that's why I kept pushing forward and like, you know, I can, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to go down that route because I didn't feel like that was the route to go. So I no. always felt like that in my heart. So, but it was always um, available to me if yeah. that's if any point along the road I felt and that's what and I saw when I was on these calls you know they have group calls with Dr. Donnie as well and I would hear these women the fear you could hear the fear in them they would do one round they didn't get what they wanted I'm out of here and I'm like no that's not the way this works yeah like that's that's only if this if what I'm doing isn't working and there's no other, and I got to the last level in my C1N test results. Like that was the only way I was going to do it. Yeah. So, because there was, because I knew that I had tried, I knew that I had done everything, but I didn't have to go down that road because every time it was improvement, it was improvement. It just wasn't, I wanted it now. Um, and it, it, like you said, Dr. Donnie, I was, I'm the one, her first one to go through three rounds of e-treatments as well. Um, and to see it come out and to see, so it was, um, 
just between support, uh, between believing, and this is what I wanted to do, and this is where I wanted to be, and this is the story I wanted to tell, and that I wanted to be there for all the other sisters and mamas that um, have to go down this route, that you know, you're not alone, and it can be done a lot easier. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, learn so much. It, it's really powerful. I, I want to come back to this real quick before we wrap up, but I mean, the medical provider's perspective does hold a lot of power. And, you know, with you had, you had such strength all the way through this. And then with being just, you know, dealing with this diarrhea that seemed to not shake and then being told you need to go meet with the infectious disease specialist. And I said, well, like do it because the thing is, is that if you are somebody who has a lot of fear around something, right. And you like, let's say you're like really scared that about your mole and you're just so afraid that it's, it's cancerous, but you keep not doing anything about it. That's a problem, right? Because that fear is creating more of a problem. And so when we have fear, we cannot shake we have to take action. And obviously the ideal action, right, is that we go into the terrain and we start really working on our terrain. But like, if you also are thinking about like, I need to meet with a specialist to have this ruled out, please go do that. Yeah. The faster, the better. And, and it was really powerful because, you know, again, you're in this C. diff case that's prolonging and it's very mysterious in its way, but it's also not really because the body was just leveraging its ability to detoxify, but also like that's not provable, right? And so you take the aligned action. I'm just going to meet with her and see what she has to say. And then to have her be such the perfect fit of dispelling fear and saying, you're good. Your body instantly was like, oh, good. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, 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 the diarrhea that I had was and again, they were saying, you know, the fear, they would put the fear there, that, that C. diff, if you don't get rid of that, that, you know, your whole intestine, you know, you're going to have, you know, I mean, they, there's another fear level there. They were just like, that's all they knew. It's like, if you didn't take care of this, and if you didn't go on this antibiotic and you were just, you know, it's like, no, no. Um, Cause I had it and it was not, I mean, it was 10 more times a day. It was like, as soon as you thought about it, you had to go. I mean, so it was intense. Yeah. It wasn't like, hmm, I think I have to go. I have to, no, it was explosive. Um, enormous smelling. I mean, and then the GI doctor's like, oh, well, if you don't take care of this, you don't get this under control, then, you know, you're, you know, you're going to be on a bag. And, you know, I mean, it was, it, they, because that's what they, they just fear, fear, fear. Well, listen to this, you guys. So, you know, again, she's, she is in the sludge of this holding space for the healing of her teeth, for the healing of her, <laughs> of her body. And then we have this diarrhea. And if we look at the metaphysical aspect of diarrhea, it's fear and rejecting running off or away from something or someone. And when we look at the affirmation, it's my intake assimilation and elimination are in perfect order. I am at peace with life. And this could, you know, our physical body is the slowest to catch up with our, with our metaphysical mind, right. Or with our, what our mind's creating. And so you know, when I think about this, it's like, yes, there was obviously the antibiotic usage that put the body in the spiral. We have the teeth, all these things, but like that fear also does create diarrhea, you know? And I think it's a really powerful 
powerful message to say, like when that practitioner with that person of power, who's like in, you know, infectious disease specialist says you're good. I mean, the body chilled with that. The body it, it, yeah, it like, really did. And then we just, but it just, we just then worked you and I just worked with yeah. just moving forward with healing. There was no more question. There was no more what ifs. It was like, okay. And I think what it took another two months after that. Yeah. It, yeah. It was still slow. <laughs> so like six weeks, eight weeks. It yeah. wasn't like, yeah. But again, we're like, this is the path. This is the way it should go. Like keep going, keep going, keep loving on it. We would add new things. I mean, we just kept working with the body, wait for the body to see if it was, you know, yeah, getting better. I mean, so it was, uh, it, it, it was, it was, uh, pretty detailed it was you know that's the thing it's like it wasn't there was no instant gratification here you guys yes. this was not a story yes. of instant gratification this was a story of a woman who was playing the long game and was here to have a victory and she had to stay the course and that's what she did and it was so amazing it's <laughs> that news we got the call like <laughs> lab reports and like i think you were in a state of shock a state of like yeah. this for real um and, and of course, like when we have this amazing, incredible news, talk to us about how the fear tried to take that away from you. <laughs> it's still, cause it's like, well, maybe they're wrong. Maybe it, they didn't get the right spot. So like, you know, maybe I was, you know, silly and yeah. So it, it the fear still creeps in and you're just like, nope, it's, I'm fine and I can heal myself. And, and, um, yeah, I am going to be okay. And I can move forward. I just keep moving forward yeah just being grateful and blessed and the tons of blessings that I learned. I would, I would do it all over again, mm -hmm. um, you know, and just, it, but just knowing that I was successful, yeah, I mean, it's the first time I've been that first time, but that was a pretty big success rate over and over and over again. Each one was a stepping stone to the next one. Yeah. So I kept growing and I kept getting better within myself. And I mean, there's still plenty for me to work on, but um, it's just I'm in a different mindset. And but the fear will still come in, you know, because, you know, it can come back. I'm like, if it comes back, I'm like, I, I, I know what to do. I know where to go. Um, it's a virus. That means I'm telling my body's telling me I need to work on it again. I mean, so it's not. Yeah. But yeah, it's still there's still fear does want to creep in. Yeah. It's just the fear will try to take over the good, yeah. you know. So here she is like this, the celebration marker in her life, like, and the fear is like, is it real? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, such a jerk sometimes. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really amazing what you said though, because if you would have known what this would have taken in the beginning, you would have never done it. But the person who looks back in hindsight says, "I would do it all over again." Isn't that amazing? It's like we mm -hmm. like we have to go for it, you guys, because. It's never going to make sense no matter how much we want it to make sense. But the person you become on the other side of it is like, let's go again, right? Of course, not really. Now it's like, like let's bring in some more ease and peace into our yeah. life. And, and mm -hmm. what's our word for 2024? Expand. Oh, we want to expand into this bliss that we feel, into this miraculous moment, into this peace in our body, into achieving the un unachievable right? Like you want to expand in all of this goodness that you created for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. that is amazing. 
And I'm so excited to see what you do in health. Oh, yeah. you, know, you have the health pathway created and you're doing even, uh, now we're moving into yeah. HTMA work with Pam and we're so doing some mineral balancing for her uh, that wasn't available at the time that she started her journey. So now we're kind of just like moving into that territory, which is so exciting for her. Yeah. I know there's going to be cleansing for you in 2024. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to be in your body more. Yeah. I mean, there's so much here. Yeah, but I'm working in a, so I have a calcium shell. So I did all this with the calcium shell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing. But it's like, um, yeah, I just, I'm like, I'm moving now to heal instead of in the crisis to heal outside of the crisis. Yeah. Which is um, so much nicer. Yes. <laughs> but I'm ready. It feels good to feel good every day. So good. I mean, I don't, I think it would be, you know, for Pam, who we started working together, uh, what was it? 2019, 2018, 2018, mm -hmm. we started working together mm -hmm. and so much of the work that we did, uh, early on was primarily the mindset work. And I don't know if you could have done this without oh, doing yeah. all of the work that you did. Right. Yeah. Oh, I remember when I first came to you, I was the victim. Oh yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. I was victim mindset and uh, yeah, it came because of my father and my dad came to see you. And yeah. then as I'm sitting down talking to you, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, do you have room for me? Because this is definitely what I need to work on. So it started way back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, to from somebody, because if you were to have this incident in your life where you were still stuck into that, everything's yes. happening mm -hmm. to me, mm -hmm. you would have been like, of course I have to, you know, you're like, yeah. Like mm -hmm. I had to have a hysterectomy. There was nothing anybody could do about it. You know, it would just be this mentality of like, I have to. And this person who I speak to now is like, <laughs> I am responsible. Yeah. I am responsible every step of the way. And I get to decide what I want. And that's what you did. So it's really amazing. I'm so proud of Thank everything you. that you've done and the person that you've become along the way. You have faced so many hard decisions and, oh my gosh, so many things, so many ups and downs and all arounds, but mostly up, you know, because mm -hmm. it all is, it's all in the name of going forward. It's all in the name of growth. It's all in the name of your story and your evolution. It's so powerful and beautiful. So, mm -hmm. okay, we'll wrap this up, drawing this up. Um, you know, there's so many women right now, Pam, who are in situations where they have fear in the room, you know, so loud, or, you know, they're working through really difficult health challenges. And do you just want to leave them with some words of wisdom of what could you say to them? Oh, that is, that is a tough one. Uh, in, in, tough in the sense that each person is individual, yeah. but that you are more powerful than you think. Mm. Yes. I love that so much. I think that's a perfect way to end. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for sharing thank your you. heart, for sharing your, your wisdom and your lessons with us and for really being able to have this vulnerable conversation. Um, we're so excited for you. So let's plan to bring you back in 2025 and share what the word, uh, was it expansion? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so what this word has brought to you, because I know it's going to be good. So thank yeah, you so, so much. Awesome. Pam. Thank you so All much right. for allowing me to share my story. Oh, so good. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, Fiercely